like 15 years old, 15. I remember by that time, more of my current personality had been set. That bit of my personality I'm talking about is punctuality. So at that time, 15 years old, I was in high school. I had to grow up on time for class, obviously. And my high school started at 8 o'clock. I found that very difficult having to get to school at 8 o'clock. Get up early for me, early to go to school. So, and me, my personality is I like to time things right on the dot. So I have to get to school at 8 o'clock, will be exactly at 8 o'clock. Not 7.45, not 7.50, 8 o'clock. Try to time that. Of course, there's a lot of factors that go on that are beyond my control. But as, you know, sometimes the bus would be a couple minutes late. You know, that would ruin my perfect plan of being there exactly at 8 o'clock. Of course, there are things with me, such as, you know, sometimes I would wake up a couple minutes too late. Well, that's a problem. Probably going to be late is the bus. Or you spend a couple, a bit too long eating breakfast. That is also a problem. Or a combination of all these three leads me being late. Not by much, which... That really broke my parents. I wouldn't be late by much. You know, so about 805, I'll be sprinting there, all out of breath, and I'll still be late. And the way my high school worked was, if you're late, that gets reported on your report card. And if you get five late in one semester, you get a unsatisfactory for your citizenship, called a U. And that shows up on your report card. And I remember when my parents saw the unsatisfactory mark on my report card, they got really mad. So my mom, she began in the morning and rushing me to get up to her quicker, which I was very resistant, I was very resistant of as I don't like being told what to do, in, at least in that department at that time. Uh, so I remember one time I was yet again late. This time it was, I had PE for first period, first class of the day. At PE, and this was a class I especially didn't take seriously in trying to show up on time. The teacher wasn't very strict about it, and I don't think that teacher, that coach, he marked party in it anyways. I didn't take it seriously. So I was an hour late, which is ridiculous. And I was walking into school, it was nine o'clock, and I started walking, and I heard these two boys playing in the hallway, or in the tunnel, a bit, little while away. And as they started getting closer, I heard them shouting, and one of them said, Hey, throw hella hard! And my heart sank a little bit. And I just kept walking a little bit faster, I didn't know what was going on, and I heard a crack on the wall, and then a sudden pain on my face. And I was holding my face, I was confused. I wasn't wearing glasses at the time. I was confused and I just stumbled into the boys' bathroom to see what happened. And I looked in the mirror, I saw my face, and there was a big swollen bump on my face. Of course, anyone that is familiar with black guys like me knows that once you get the black guy, it's just a big lump. And slowly as it heals, it turns purple and black, is what I call black eye. So, at that point, I knew that I was going to get a black eye. And at this 
point, I was so confused, I walked out of the bathroom and those two boys are playing with a golf ball, or throwing golf balls, standing outside waiting. And they saw my face and their expression was something to the effect of Jesus. And I, the boy that threw the ball, I just glared at him. I said, like, what the hell? What are you doing? And he just said, I'm sorry, man. And I just meekly walked away. I went to find my PE teacher, my coach. And found him. He told me to go down to the school nurse, which I did. And she patched me up. And, and I had to call home, call my mom. And it was... It wasn't Cantonese, but something like the, yeah, mom, I got a black eye, got hit by a golf ball. Yeah, another black eye. This wasn't the first time. Long story. Right, so I made that call, and honestly, besides not remembering which I was on, I don't remember if I went to school or not that day. So I knew that the next day, though, I still had to go to school. I was still functioning. No brain damage. There's a black guy, and I was really worried about people judging me about this disfigured face of mine. So I hatched the plan. Uh, I normally wear regular glasses, but there were some old kid glasses, kid sunglasses I had lying around. But they were silly color, they were like neon orange, which I didn't like. So I took a sharpie, I colored it black, and I wore those to school. Next day at school, I got a lot of comments, such as my English teacher asked me, did, did I get into a bar fight? Did get into a bar fight? And the boy that I didn't know, that I walked by, he said, oh, nice sunglasses. And another one, one of my classmates asked about high. Of course, I got a lot of, of attention. And by the time that that school day ended and it was time to go home, Normally, I have two options on how I got home when I was in high school. Either I would take the bus by myself, or sometimes I would walk home, at least part of the way home, with my friends. So at this point, you know, the buses are almost always crowded, everyone's going home. I didn't want everyone judging me about this black guy going home. Especially since I have to wear regular glasses, so Especially in class, you know, I had to take off my sunglasses so everyone could see my face, my bigger face, and wear regular glasses. So I chose to walk home with my friend. You know, and we were walking that day. I remember that day specifically, there was a boy that was near us. I didn't know, this boy I didn't know. He started circling around me and my group of friends. He started teasing me about my black eye, saying, oh, you got a black eye. You know, just circling around us, making fun of my black eye, which irked me. And eventually, he said something to the likes of, oh, I'm going to take a picture of it. And at that point, I just snapped. Right? I screamed at the top of my lungs. You want me to give you a black eye? And I started chasing after him. And we were on Bay Street in San Francisco, and if anyone's ever been in Bay Street, San Francisco, knows that it is a very, it's a very busy road. And as we were walking, 
Arsenal as we were walking, I started chasing him. And I chased him into the streets, very busy streets, a lot of cars. And I, I was between two parked cars, so I was safe. But the other boy, he ran a few feet into the busy street. And luckily for me, and luckily for him, he was a very nimble boy. Him being very nimble, he, instead of running across the street, he ran vertical, parallel to the street, so that he could go behind one of the parked cars and run back into the sidewalk. And I turned around expecting my friends to be there to back me up. You know, I was going to get into a fight. You know, I wanted them to at least stand behind me in case I got into trouble. I turned around and they just kept walking. And I didn't know what to do then, so I just went back to them, ran up, and continued walking alongside them. He didn't say any words at all that day. Eventually we went to take a bus, another bus, that had less people after we walked a short distance. And the boy that was annoying me, teasing me about my black eyes, he was on that bus as well. And I stared at him the entire time. And he refused to make eye contact. So, eventually my eye was sealed, so it was all good there. So this little episode of Getting hit by a golf ball, getting a black eye, and having some boys teach me about it. Both of us running into the street, very busy boulevard. What did I learn? Well, first thing, first thing most obvious is you be on time for school. So that goes without saying. Of course, that is common sense. Honestly, it's common sense that I've not learned very well yet. As Things that I have to do on time for in the morning, it's still difficult for me. My workaround for it is that I no longer have a job where I have to show up day in, day out, on time, in the morning. Of course, that's not the primary reason of me not wanting to show up on time for something. That's not the primary reason why I no longer have a job. It's just a little side bonus. Right, and secondly, second lesson I've learned from this incident, second thing is that in this world, there is no justice unless you make it. But right, what I mean by that? So those two boys that were playing with the golf ball, throwing it around, and hit me with it eventually. Yeah. When I saw them in the hallways, I was glare at the boys that threw the golf ball at me, and they would say, I'm sorry, sir, but you're sorry, I'm the one that's hurt. I never pursued repercussions against these two boys for doing something they're not supposed to do. And as I never pursued punishment for them, they were never punished. They went off spot free. They were breaking school rules, pretty sure you can't throw a ball like that in school. They were breaking school rules, and they got away with it. Good. It was in my interest to bring them to justice, but I failed to do so. That's on me. That's another lesson. The second lesson I learned. No justice in the world unless you make it. Third lesson. If someone pokes at you, you know, 
the folks at Europe, they try to tease Europe and eventually you snap me and went from 0 to 100 at the drop of a hat and went after that boy started screaming out of nowhere. When you react, react so suddenly and so violently to an external stimuli, that is when other people know they have found your insecurity. And that's no big deal with teenage boys like I was 15 years old at the time. What's the other boy gonna do? There's a church over there. Right. What's the other boy gonna do? Uh, how about with grown-ups though? A grown-up with a grown-up with power, political, economic, social power. Along with a nefarious intent virtue. Those two. Power and ill intent. They are a deadly combination. If you expose your weakness to them, like the way I did, just exploding at an external stimuli, exploding at an external stimuli, that's when other people know they have found your weakness. And that results with power and it was intent. They can seriously hurt you. That's the third lesson. You react violently, that's when other people know you have an insecurity they can exploit. Fourth lesson. When you are in a difficult situation and other people are in a difficult situation, that is when people show their true colors. And a term for that would be fair weather friends. They're people that are your friends when you're in the campaign room, when everything is good. But when things turn sour, things go south. They abandoned you. And I believe my mom, she gave me a Chinese term about this, something about during the winter, there are people that were friendly to you when times were good, but during the winter, they refused to give you firewood so that you can build a fire. That analogy, yeah. Fair weather friends and real friends, and me, my friends, they they weren't real friends. I saw from that act. I was going to get into a little scrap, and they wouldn't back me up. That shows their true colors. And another side story. Same group of friends I was walking home with. These group of friends, friends. Remember one time, we had agreed to meet up to go watch a movie. So we're gonna go watch a movie. We had set time, set date. I showed up, no one's there. You know, called them, they wouldn't picked up the phone. And next day, I asked him about it, next time I saw them, and he said, oh, don't worry man, that, that movie wasn't even that good. So those type of people, that archetype of people, they are not your friends. And last point, last thing I learned, fifth point, fifth lesson that I am lucky, incredibly lucky. I'm lucky that I didn't get hit by the golf ball and lose an eye. I was lucky that I was a ricochet. I was lucky that I didn't lose a couple of feet. 
and with that boy that was annoying me and I chased him to sleep, I'm lucky that he didn't get hurt. You know, that would rest on my conscience for the rest of my life. And not even just in this incident, it's all the stupid stuff I did in my teenage years and even now in my early 20s, all the stupid things. There's always seems to be have been some force that is beyond my comprehension that's been looking after me and has been taking care of me. Which has led to everything always having worked out up to this point. Today is June 20th, 2020. Everything's always worked out. And I don't stop to be grateful for this enough. So yeah, I'm grateful for having been lucky so far up to this point. Yeah, that's all I have to say on this topic.